When you work to do what's fair for everyone involved and care, that really leads us to the two secrets that I'm talking about with you today. And these two secrets are exactly what I shared, fairness and caring. These two secrets will give you the power to create really great deals. Whether you're leading a company, a team, a crew, a family business, or even a governmental agencies, these two secrets can transform your outcomes. When people know you are looking to do what's fair, they see this as doing the right thing and they will help you to get where you need to go. Hey, Construction Nation. Welcome to Lead with Trust. I'm Sue Dyer, and I've been on a three-decade journey to figure out how to make sure our construction projects succeed and produce some extraordinary results. My trusted leader journey has led me to work on over 4,000 construction projects worth over $180 billion. In this podcast, I'm here to teach you everything I've learned. One thing I know is that it starts with the leaders of the businesses and organizations that come together to build a project. If that's you, let's get going. Hey, Construction Nation. This is Sue Dyer and welcome to Lead with Trust. You know, did you ever wonder how master negotiators are able to negotiate deals that everyone else thought that would be impossible? I remember some decades ago when I was studying at the Harvard Negotiation Program, listening to some of the negotiations that had happened at this time, it was during apartheid and how John Fisher negotiated, helped them to create a methodology for ending apartheid. And certainly everyone in the world thought at that point, that's pretty impossible. Master negotiators, they, they bring together these warring factions, could be in business, could be in a family, could be in nations, to create never done before ideas that really transform people and businesses uh, that are involved. And this was the case when the business manager of a plumber's local union went out on strike. He wanted $7.50 an hour more per hour. And, and so, you know, it seemed like that was a big raise, but it was really a huge raise when you think about that all of the other plumbers locals that belong to the district council had already settled for $2.50 an hour raise. So $7.50 was like a huge ask. And so all the other business managers from the other locals were calling me and telling me, you can't give this guy $7.50 that, that will get lynched and it's not the right thing to do. And so uh, we in our bargaining unit felt as though, well, we needed to stick to our $2.50 an hour raise. So this went on for a while and uh, the plumber local actually went out on strike. 
when we said no, we would not give him and his folks a $7.50 hour raise. We just couldn't give them this raise. It was just not the fair thing to do to the other locals. And so the strike went on for for really months. It went on for about a year. And we continued to go back to the bargaining table again and again and again. And we kept working on trying to fashion something that could work. But eventually, uh, we were able to create a deal that gave the business manager what he really needed, which at this point was to save face with his own people and maybe with his peers as well. You know, he wanted to be seen as this really good leader for his people. And so we developed a fair deal for all the other locals as well. What we ended up creating was a new classification where we were sure that no one would really ever qualify to work under this classification. And we gave that classification the $7.50 an hour raise. So this allowed the business manager to show his people that he got the raise and he could save face. Then we also created a new tier of classifications at a lower rate. And we gave these an an even lower rate. It was a $2.50 an hour cut, actually, so that they could be more competitive in the marketplace because their uh, pricing was really uh, much higher than some of the other trades. So this really made them more competitive in the market. And this allowed the business manager then to appear to be a really great leader to all of his peers in the district council. And so this approach really fashioned a deal that was pretty amazing. And all through the time of negotiating, we always worked to create what is fair and what, how can we care? Because we are partners, we're working together. So no matter what happened, we always acted as if our relationship was a high trust relationship. So the interesting thing is that when the NLRB was then called out after we had settled, uh, they came out to do their study of what happened and to uh, kind of sum it all up. And they went to the business manager, the plumber's business manager, to get the details about the strike, about the collective bargaining, about the settlement. And the most interesting thing is that he sent them to me because he trusted that what I put in my notes would be accurate and fair. And this wasn't the first time he ended up doing this. He actually ended later on in in years to come would ask for my assistance when he faced challenges. So we built a high trust relationship, even in this difficult situation. So when you work to create something that is fair for everyone involved, and you really care about the people involved, uh, and it wasn't just about the business manager, it was about all the employees too. We want them to have a good living, but we want them to have jobs. So there's a little market pressure. And so we have to make sure we're doing what's fair for everyone involved and working together to create the best possible offerings. 
And when you do that, and you really care, and you care about the people, and you're looking to create fair solutions, you will find that you will be able to create solutions that no one thought was possible. I have seen this many, many times over the past three decades. It's just sort of fun for me because you'll just walk in and you will know that you can create a solution that will be phenomenal, but no one else in the room believes that until they begin to actually do it and and have a track record of doing it. When you work to do what's fair for everyone involved and care, that really leads us to the two secrets that I'm talking about with you today. And these two secrets are exactly what I shared, fairness and caring. These two secrets will give you the power to create really great deals. Whether you're leading a company, a team, a crew, a family business, or even a governmental agencies, these two secrets can transform your outcomes. When people know you are looking to do what's fair, they see this as doing the right thing and they will help you to get where you need to go. When people know that you care, then they care too. And they will give you their power and assistance to achieve what is needed. These two secrets are really transformative. And so let's dive in and look around at each of these. Fairness. Fairness is the underpinning of trust. It means that in every circumstance, you start and stay committed to being fair. People get hurt and angry when they feel they're not being treated fairly. That is when trust erodes very quickly. I always love when I walk into a room with a team that's stuck in conflict. I know that if we put fairness on the table, there really will be nothing that they can't resolve. I've seen a team that could not even figure out what was fair given the circumstances Starting over on that sentence, redo that sentence, please. I've never seen a team that could not figure out what is fair given the circumstances. And they keep putting it on the table and working towards what's fair. When people feel things are not fair is when they either back off and disengage or they charge ahead to try to win, kind of that fight or flight. Sometimes they try to win at all costs because there is a principle involved. You can't treat me like that, or you can't treat others like that. You can't treat people unfairly. And so they will do whatever it takes to make sure you lose, even if it means they have a big lose. When a team knows that they have the ability to figure out what is fair in any circumstance, then they burst forward together because they are confident that nothing will stop them. The momentum, the acceleration will be palpable. These will be high-performing teams that you know can really do anything because they know they won't be stopped. And so they know they can figure it out. And they will figure out a fair way of doing whatever the challenge is 
And so they move forward together. They get smarter, better, and faster. Hope you're enjoying this show. Every time you and your team step foot onto a construction project, you bring your business culture with you. For any construction project to succeed, there must be a high trust culture. It doesn't matter if you're in planning, design, construction, or startup phases. The more trust you bring and build, the better your results. I've created a free resource for you, the Trusted Leader Profile, so you can know exactly the level of trust you bring to your business and projects and what you can do to boost trust. You can grab that at sudico.com slash profile. That's S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile, P-R-O-F-I-L-E. And I hope that you'll remember that always high trust equals high performance, and it really depends on you. Now back to the show. So here is an action you can take to help build fairness. See people as your partners, not opponents. Always put what is fair, given the circumstances, on the table and keep it there. That's your guiding principle that you're working towards. And as you work to co-create a solution to any problem, you can use fairness as your guiding light. So when you create these solutions, you may have conflict or you may have a hard time making the decision, but it will melt away when you always talk about what is fair. You will find a point, a place, a solution, a creative, innovative way of of doing something that the team will come up with or your counterparts will come up with with you so that you can make sure it's fair. And when it's fair, make sure you lay out who will do what by when so it's really clear. Because you've done all this hard work to negotiate what is fair or the solution or an idea. And then you walk away and you haven't made it clear on What are the steps? Who's going to do it? Who's going to take the lead? Who is going to do what things? When will those be done? When will we meet again? So make sure you put enough of that detail into it so that it's really clear when you walk away. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about caring. One thing I've learned is you cannot fake caring. There is an old adage that I really love that people don't care until they know you care. And I found this to be as true today as really ever. And your people, customers, vendors, subcontractors, they all want to know that you care. Yes, even your boss wants to know that you care. Everybody wants to know that you care. And far too often we see, and maybe we even act like things aren't personal. This isn't personal. It's just business. But business is always personal. Creating an outcome at the expense of people is always personal to someone, right? And it's personal to you too. Yes, sometimes it is necessary. Layoffs 
can sometimes mean the difference between business survival and business death. And certainly nobody wants the business to die. But you can still care and help those people who have to move on, help them find other jobs. I've seen that many leaders do that, help them get retrained. I, you know, there's things you can do that shows that you care. Sometimes really takes a commitment to get people to believe that you care. You know, if you have a history or they just are very, very cautious or they have a history, but if you continue to show that you care, just like in my story with the plumbers, you know, he thought we were his enemy, but over time he grew to know, no, we really do care and we're really trying to do what's fair. Eventually, they will believe that you care. You just have to keep doing it no matter what their behavior is, no matter how much they try to get you to be angry or engage in some negative fashion or negative behavior. Just don't go there. Keep caring. This is important when you have a longstanding adversarial relationship that you need and you really want to transform. Just be consistent in your caring behavior. No matter what, they will test you. They may test you many times. Just know it's a test to see, can I really trust that you care? And for some people, you know, fear keeps us from caring. When I see people not caring about their teammates or their boss or their job, I look to see if that person is doing okay. A lack of caring can happen because they're afraid to care. When people are worried about themselves, they protect themselves. When you see me as a threat, caring is not on the table. A fearful person is not going to care about you. They are going to protect themselves from getting hurt. But you know, I've learned ironically, caring is rather paradoxical. By setting aside your own needs to do what's fair and good and to care for all those concerned, ironically, you end up getting your own needs met and maybe exponentially met because I find you get even more than you imagined when you really care about people. Just one last word about caring. It can't be faked. This isn't, this isn't a ploy. This isn't a manipulation. People see right through that in a millisecond. You have to truly care. But if you truly care from your heart, that can never be ignored. It will always be something that people can't get out of their minds. So here's an action for caring. You have got to love your team, your customers, and your stakeholders. If you don't, then you are not in the right place. They deserve your deep care and appreciation. They are trusting on you. They are depending on you. They are giving you their life, resources, abilities. If you find yourself not being able to care, then it's time to move on from that business 
or that role, or maybe it's time to help yourself care more about yourself. Because if you can't care about yourself, you can't care about others. So that would be something to take stock of and think about. And whenever you're trying to negotiate a deal with someone, remember these two secrets. Always look for a fair solution. This path will allow you to create very durable agreements that are pretty extraordinary and truly care about the other person or the other organization. And by caring, you will find ways to give everyone more of what they need. By doing these two things, people will rise up and help you create solutions that just would be impossible otherwise. Okay, Construction Nation, I hope you will work to use these two secrets this week to help you elevate your leadership game. Until next time. Okay, Construction Nation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Lead with Trust. Will you do me a favor? If you think this episode can help anyone on your team or business, please forward it to them. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And your honest review, hopefully five stars, is much appreciated. Every leader who learns how to build their business and projects on a foundation of trust is going to reap the rewards of greater productivity, attracting the best of the best, enjoying your business more, and doing things you thought were impossible. If you want to know where you are in your trusted leader journey, I have a free resource for you. Please just go to sudico.com slash profile, S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile. And you can grab it there and find out where you are on your trusted leader journey. And so that is a wrap for today. Can't wait until I get a chance to hang out with you again next week. And until then, have a great day.